0: Welcome back to the MarTech
1: Podcast. Today, we're going to continue our conversation about ways to use technology to build real and impactful relationships. Joining us is Derek Anderson, who's the co-founder of Bevy, which is a community event software for groups and enterprises that helps brands of all sizes save hundreds of hours while building communities in real life. Prior to founding Bevy, Derek was a co-founder of Startup Grind, which is a 650-city community-hosted program that mentors entrepreneurs. So he has plenty of experience fostering these micro-communities, which we're talking about today. Yesterday, Derek walked us through the process for building communities from the ground up. And today, we're going to talk about the technology behind planning local events. Okay, here is our interview with Derek Anderson, co-founder of Bevy. Derek, welcome back to the Martech podcast
2: man it's been so long thrilled to be back
1: it's great to have you here i am excited to continue our conversation and yesterday we talked about getting communities built from the ground up and some of my big takeaways were the difference between building an online community and an offline community which is the depth of the relationship that you're building and building an online community when you have real people in a room together generally tends to lead to deeper relationships. And your process for building that was to start small, dog food, your own product, get some other people that are in a couple other cities to test out running programs for you. And then your event marketing is really just hustling. You have to build your own marketing funnel and then do your nurture with email to remind people when the event is going to be. It's not rocket science. But today I want to talk a little bit more about the technology and the actual science behind running these local events at scale. And this really gets into what's the purpose of Bevy Labs. So tell us a little bit about what Bevy Labs does and what are some of the technologies that you've implemented to help make running local events a little easier?
0: Well, Bevy
2: helps companies build community in real life at scale. And we do it by first taking all of the core things that you need to do that. And that centers around events, messaging for those events, sponsorship, and integrating those things together so that you can do the work that you need to do to run and maintain the community in as little time as possible. Like it used to take us using some very traditional event software it, to make it look really, really beautiful, like to get the page exactly the way we wanted it with all the branding and everything like that it might take us 45 minutes. I've had a client recently that told us it took her an hour and a half to set up an event page the way that they wanted with software they were using. With Bevy, people can do it in 30 seconds. And they can target and tailor their emails so that they look beautiful, they reflect the brand. And so that much of that is automated. And the few things you have to send out, you can do it easily and quickly. And you can also manage your sponsorships, invoicing, putting logos on the pages and emails, all that sort of thing. Just like a lot of this stuff is repetitive work. And we've basically taken out all the repetition by threading the data together. And then on top of that, that's how the sort of local organizers are successful. And then the HQ team, the headquarters team, we have a whole subset of tools from analytics to calendaring to member management to all these different things that help them to be successful as well. So those two things have to complement and play together. And historically, they're all disconnected. I do my emails over here. I do my events over here. I do my sponsorship stuff, and QuickBooks over here or somebody else. So my analytics are in a different tool. So we've really brought all that stuff together in one place. And that ends up saving people a lot of time that they can spend on much more important things.
1: So you're aggregating a couple of different features. You're aggregating your email outreach, your web development, your invoicing for sponsors all together. And you mentioned that there is a notion of having local organizers having their tools, and then also HQ can evaluate what their analytics look like for the event. Talk to me about event analytics and how are you figuring out what drives success? What are the metrics that you're looking at to run these events?
2: This is one of the things that as people that have had to host events for many, many years, it always perplexes us with tools is like, there's so much data in the attendees and software typically just doesn't pull those things out. So they'll say, oh, you had this many RSVPs, or you sent this many emails. But there's so much more to like, how many unique people actually attended all of my events in a month versus sometimes you have the same people like going to all the events. Well, I'm counting them as individual people. Well, they're not. What about the emails? How do we dig in? What exactly are they clicking on, and the people that clicked on it? how does that actually match with what they registered for, or events that they're actually registered for? So those two things need to be integrated in together. And then sponsors want to pay to be part of an event, or they want to get their brand in front of your community. So like, what's the easiest way to put them into an email? Do I really have to upload the logo every single time? Are there emails going out that I can't even edit in a lot of cases? So being able to have control, It's a minute here, it's five minutes there, it's 10 minutes there. And all that stuff adds up. And again, it's work that nobody really wants to do. I think AI and machine learning, there's a lot of negativity around what those kinds of technologies are doing today or what they're going to do in the future. But to do jobs that nobody wants to do, those are good jobs to automate. Get smart people working on more interesting things. And I think that's the sort of approach that we really needed with Startup Grind because we just didn't have any money to hire people. So it's like, well, we'll have to automate it because there's nobody to do it. So we automated a ton, a ton of stuff. And then like, let's have the really smart people that work on our team, like focus on the most important things that machines will never be able to do, like getting on a Zoom call with somebody and like looking them in the eyes and saying, hey, does this person really match my values based off what they're saying, what I'm seeing, their background, that sort of thing. That's where we want our people spending time, the more thoughtful, interesting work.
1: Interesting. So some of the things that you mentioned that stuck out to me were about the analytics. You're looking at RSVPs, you're looking at body counts are the people that are coming to your events, coming to multiple events. So you're understanding sort of the frequency. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex, ready to take your team from I think to I know. Is there any notion of engagement or any, I guess in web terms, it would be a call to action or a conversions? Have you seen people evaluating the success of an event based on people taking a next step with a product or a platform? How do you figure out how events convert into business actions?
2: It's all through APIs. So Bevy, and generally speaking, no event system is a marketing system of record. It's a component to the systems of record like Salesforce or Marketo or the things that people use. So we become a component to that. If you're not understanding, and this is like the big takeaway, if you're not understanding and extracting appropriate ROI, or at least quantifying that, your program is not going to get, continue to get funded. So the programs that are successful and the programs that have longevity are the ones that absolutely to the dollar figure out the ROI. And most of them will do that through our APIs, which then pump into their systems of record. And so they'll say, hey, this person opened these emails or attended this event or had this interaction. Oh, and by the way, here's where it shows that they actually bought the product. Or here's where it shows they increased their instance size or their user size. Or here's where it shows they spent this much money with us. I mean, you've got to track those things back. So we have customers who directly track new customer growth through their events program. Maybe that's a free to play kind of metric like, hey, they can sign up for free and they can track from these people came to the event, signed up for the events, and then eventually signed up for the product. And then we have other people. We have one customer who's tracked $3 million in ARR associated with their events program. And it's a big company. So that's not a huge number relative to the size of the company, but it can be done. And really, that's done mostly through just funneling the data to wherever wherever those results live and, and looking at them together.
1: So, essentially, what you're able to do using the Bevy platform is feed back the event engagement data into your CRM. And then you can determine your ROI based on the people that have been exposed to an event, testing against a control group of people that haven't to understand what your lift is. Absolutely. Talk to me a little bit about some of the other tools outside of Bevy. I know that there's things like smart badges and maybe this is more like the enterprise level, but there's crazy like widgets and badges, understanding foot traffic and all sorts of fun stuff. What are some of the interesting technologies that you've seen? What's just crazy out there stuff?
2: Well, I think the RFID stuff's really interesting where you put on a wristband and you can be tracked where you're going, where you're spending time which booths you're visiting, which ones you aren't. It's expensive, but it's amazing. And we originally built an app for StartGround in 2011. And I remember it was only on iOS. And this is in the middle of Silicon Valley. And it had people say like, who in here has an iPhone? And I kid you not, 30% of the hands went up. And I was like, all right, well, how many have Android? And it was like another 30%. And I was like, what are the rest of you have? And it's like, oh, Windows or BlackBerry. And then the rest of that was like people that didn't even have smartphones look, that was like six, seven years ago. And today, everyone has a smartphone, whether you're an attendee or whether you're in a booth. Just the idea that people want to capture data that's always existed, but to be able to do it easily, whether it's through QR codes or scanning or checking in and walking up to something and taking a picture of your badge and being able to to opt into something from that. It's just getting easier and easier with less and less friction. So Personally, I'm maybe more traditional than most people. Like, I still like and try to get people to put down their phones when they come to my event. I try to get them to interact. Like, How often are you engaged or interacting with a human being? Not very often. So, you've dedicated to coming to this event and I hope people leave their digital world for a few minutes to participate in that experience. You don't look at your phone when you're in the movies. You don't look at your phone as much when you go to Disneyland except for the Fastpass stuff. But you're here, you're in the moment, like engage in the experience. And for me, like the least amount of technology possible, the better.
1: Yeah, I think that when you're talking about getting people together in real life situations, actually having them engage with the people in front of them is something that's important. And even if it comes at the behest of being able to track your conversions and understanding what's happening... Mostly with these micro events where it's about building personal relationships. I think it makes sense to not have people sitting there in front of their phones, even if that technology does provide a little extra data. So we're starting to talk a little bit about some of the technologies that go into these larger events. And I want to bring it back home and talk about really where Bevy Labs is focused, which is the smaller local micro events. Let's say, I don't know, you're the host of a MarTech podcast, some sort of a technology marketing-driven podcast, and you're thinking about running local events for people that listen to your show. What's the technology that you need to test and validate this channel? Give me the checklist.
2: Well, to validate it, I mean, it's pretty simple. Like You need a page where people can register. You need a list that you can drop those emails into, and you need a front-end you need the front end for users to be able to be checked in. So you can, again, sort of track what is the effectiveness of reaching out to these people and them saying, yes, they're going to come. So it's like from the beginning to what is the backend technology? You need that. You need the user-facing technology. And then you need something interfacing with people at the event itself so that you're sort of tracking that whole cycle and then just rinse and repeat that start back at the beginning.
1: So there's three buckets, right? You have to create your website and your data capture to get your registrations, right? You need a marketing automation tool to try to drive people and remind them what you're doing. And then you need to be able to capture whether they are showing up at the event. If I'm running this one event and I'm testing this, is Bevy the right solution for me? Uh, Should I be hacking this together? And if really I should be hacking one event together, what's the point where I start thinking about building in the sort of software to help me scale?
2: So at Bevy, we really like to work with companies and people that are really looking at huge growth. And that could be, you could be at doing three events a month or five events a month. If you're at that point, you're saying, wow, this is working for me. I have some of the kinks worked out. I really want to start doing 10, 20, 30 events a month. How am I possibly going to do that? We're literally the best product to do that with. And some of that, like, well, I'm trying to figure it out. Hopefully, people have gotten gleaned some insights from our conversation about where they would get started and how to do that. And we're happy to just generally help people because we think it's a good thing for the world. But from a product standpoint, it's really focused on that sort of enterprise customer or somebody that's really has ambition to get big quickly. And we find that we're a great match for those people.
1: Okay, Derek, it sounds like we have some testing and some hacking to do as we're building the MarTech community. And once we validate what type of events work, we're going to double back and you can help us get those across the country and maybe even across the world. I would love to. Awesome. All right. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks again to Derek Anderson, the co-founder of Bevy, for joining us. If you'd like to contact Derek, you can click on the link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can send him a tweet at Derek J. Anderson, D-E-R-E-K-J-A-N-D-E-R-S-E-N. Or you can visit his company's website, which is bevylabs.com, B-E-V-Y-L-A-B-S.com. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, don't worry about it, we've got you covered. Just head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. If you're a subscriber to the Martech Podcast, thanks for being a member of our community. We always wanna hear from you, so we created benjshap.com slash question where you can send us your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. And of course, you could always reach out on social media. My handle is benjshap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P on LinkedIn and on Twitter. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a weekly stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we've got some great episodes lined up for you for the rest of the week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. Okay, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy.